Good afternoon, everybody. Today is Thursday, August 22nd. This is episode number 17 of Tell Me What You Know. I'm here, as always, with Michael Numero Dos. Hello, everybody. What's up? How's it going? Going pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Week is winding down. Pretty quick week. It was kind of a quick week. Tomorrow's Friday. Yeah. Got the tour championship wrapping up. Friday. Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Friday. I've never heard anything lamer than that. Might drink a beer this weekend. Hey, you get wild. Um, Maybe a hard seltzer. You gotten into that? You're you're a big White Claw fan, huh? Claws up all day. Yeah. White Claw. I've seen a bunch of guys leaving the uh, supermarket with hard seltzers. Yeah. Probably on their way to go hang out with chicks. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And a bunch of incels drinking White Claws. That's right. That is right. <laughs> I saw somebody post the other day a picture of this. Uh, it's like a polo shirt. And it's like people that drink White Claw wear these shirts. And it was a polo shirt onesie that just kind of tucked around your junk. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. And I've been looking on where to buy this. <laughs> yep. uh, so, yeah, episode 17 coming up. We have a... Uh, Labor Day coming up in about a week. Yeah, Labor Day. A little vacation. Mm-hmm. Any plans? Uh, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. I'm going to sit around here and watch uh, Georgia football. I can't wait. Vanderbilt. That's right. Yeah. Looking forward to that. I think we're going to have quite a team this year. Mm-hmm. Hopefully mm-hmm. you can take us to the promised land. We uh, For our audience, we are we are doing a fantasy college football league, mm-hmm. and uh, we're pretty heavy on Georgia players. Yeah, I think we took uh, Georgia player with every pick of our – the last five picks of our draft. Our entire bench is Georgia players. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's solid. And it's a good call. Which kind of sucks because then you end up when you have backup Georgia players or backup players for any team that you like, you start you know rooting you for start injuries rooting for yeah. <laughs> on your own team. <laughs> so, I mean, I, you know, I'd love DeAndre Swift to go out there and kick ass this year. But if he had to, like, sit out maybe uh, bad grades, he had to sit out a game or something. Bad grades, yeah. yeah and Samir yeah. White got in. That'd be okay. So be it. Yeah. Uh, um, what else you got? Mm, nothing. I, I'm kind of interested in your topic today, actually. Oh, you are? I'm going to elevate from small talk into medium talk. Okay, let's medium talk into the topic. Let's do it. How about that? Let's do it. All right, so topic number one. Michael, tell me what you know about Amazon, and I'm not talking about Jeff Bezos. Oh, like the Amazon. The Amazon. Um. So Brazil, so mm-hmm. it's located in Brazil, predominantly in Brazil. Predominantly. Um, predominantly in Brazil. Yes. Uh, Brazil is larger than the continental United States. Is that right? Yeah. Cool. Um, I know there are parts of the Amazon that I don't think anybody really explored. People have, you know, gone from one side to the other, like mm-hmm. traveled all the way across it. Sure. That could be, that would be a bear. But um, I would actually, I'd actually, I was, I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast about a guy who's like a. We'll bleep that out. We don't promote any other podcast on the show. He has a good podcast. <laughs> uh it was like a um, archaeologist or something. He was talking about the Amazon, and he was talking about how there were, p- were potentially civilizations and cities there that were that could have had like millions of people living in them, and that everyone was just like, we, we don't know anything more about them. Yeah. So like these lost civilizations that were inside the Amazon. Um, in college, I took a history of Brazil class, mm-hmm. and one thing that always interests me, and it kind of leads to these ideas about civilizations there, is that uh, if there were, there could have been massive slave cities. Oh, okay. Of people that were able to, you know, flee and get away from whoever was enslaving them. Mm-hmm. And uh, they fled into the Amazon and built these big cities. I always found that to be like kind of just an interesting thing. Yeah. But um, tell me a little bit more about what you have found about All right. the Amazon. Super big. It's massive. <laughs> uh, they call it the lungs of the earth because the it, as it stands now, it generates about 20% of Earth's oxygen. Okay. 
Um, the Amazon basin covers over 7 million square kilometers and five and a half million of those are covered by rainforest. Okay. You said, you mentioned Brazil. It is largely in Brazil. There's nine nations that are ter- that have territories in the Amazon. It's a lot. It's so it's Brazil, would it be Paraguay. Like, would it be easier to just say what country is the Amazon not in? in yeah, South, like South America? Uruguay, Argentina, Chile, pretty much. I think. Oh, okay. Even though like the very northern parts of Chile and, and Argentina are are very close, very right? close. Because you got like the you have the triple frontier there, like the triple frontera. Okay. Which is where Paraguay, Argentina, Brazil. Listen to that accent. Yeah, sorry. Oh man, I had to flex a little bit. <laughs> all come together, and so there's like a triple border there, uh-huh. and that's that's right there in, in right. close to the Amazon. Okay. Right? Um, so yeah, so it's, it's massive. Uh, the biodiversity there is crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, in general, a one in 10 species on earth lives in the Amazon rainforest. So 10% of the world's species exist, exist there. there. Correct. Wow. Yeah. It's super rich in biodiversity. Uh, it's the largest collection of living, living plants and animal species on the planet. 390 billion trees. <laughs> and that's over 16,000 species, right? Yeah. That Two and a half insane. million insect species. 2,000 species of birds and mammals. So one in five of all birds live in the Amazon. One in five of all fish species are in the streams and rivers of the Amazon. Wow. Crazy, right? Yeah. So a massive ecosystem, biodiversity through the roof. It's got some problems though, right? Yeah. So big problem, deforestation. Mm -hmm. Like human deforestation. Correct. So a lot of, you know, agriculture. Cutting down trees to have cows. Yeah. Livestock. Yeah. Uh, As of last year, about 17% of the rainforest had been destroyed. 17%. 17%. Correct. If that number reaches 20 to 25%, so another 3 to 8% increase, mm-hmm. uh, it can technically, that, that's the tipping point where they would change it from a rainforest to a savanna. Really? Which is correct. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I found. Yeah. And wow. so, and so at that point, uh, we're, we're, we're encroaching on them, not absorbing carbon, but emitting it, which would speed up the greenhouse. Which is, problem, right. right. Okay. So it's getting close. Uh, farming practices kind of in the 1960s started the trend of deforestation there. Mm-hmm. And but before that, it was pretty much all restricted, the interior especially, restricted and protected. Uh, but it's been kind of made, been making room for livestock. Mm-hmm. Uh, that and for like soybeans, right. that kind of thing. Right. right. They found that uh, it's actually economically in their favor to not do that. They, they yield like thousands more dollars per hundred acres if they keep it as an ecosystem rather than trying to produce livestock or soybeans on it. So how do they, so why are people continuing to, to def, continue in the deforestation? I guess it puts it? less money, but more money in fewer people's pockets, I would imagine. Right. So, so like maybe the farmer's driven, pockets. Yeah. But maybe the country as a whole kind of thing. It's a business driven thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so then there's like, obviously from all that, there's the climate change problem. Uh, it's, I saw recently in Sao Paulo, uh, didn't like it got like dark at 4 p.m. We're getting last there. week. Okay. Yeah. So uh, overall, so uh, between 1975 and 1975 and 1996, uh, the the Amazon rainforest was absorbing about 0.62 plus or minus 0.37 tons of carbon per hectare per year. Okay. So that number is going down. Down. Yep. Wow. Uh, and you mentioned Sao Paulo. So yesterday or two days ago, there were dark gray clouds hanging over the city and it wasn't from a storm. There are fires burning like crazy through the Amazon. It's really not getting it. It's just recently started getting a lot of media attention, More but coverage, it's been yeah. happening for the last like three weeks. And these um, are just, these are just out of control forest fires. Yeah. So it's, fires. it's the dry season right now and fires are common, 
but the numbers are pretty staggering. So they had clouds. Sao Paulo, to put in, to put in perspective, is 2,700 plus miles away from these fires. That's crazy. Or kilometers away, sorry, from the fires. That's insane. You know how much smoke that is? So it's burning at a record rate. There's already been 72,000 fires there this year. That's an 80% increase just from last year over the same time period. That's so crazy. It's burning up one and a half football fields per minute of rainforest. The smoke and the fires are visible from from, uh, satellites in space. Right. I mean, I would assume. Yeah. And kind of the worst part about all this, or a tough part, is that they're dealing with a government that's not really helping them out here. So they have President Bolsonaro there. Uh, They've been encouraging the development of the Amazon region for Mm -hmm. for business purposes, for money, right? Mm -hmm. So they've been raising land, R-A-Z-E, at unprecedented rates. Uh, Germany and Norway have suspended funding to Brazil, and to which Bolsonaro said, why don't you take that money and reforce Germany? <laughs> He's like, isn't Norway the place where they have all this oil and killing whales and stuff? Right. And you're just like, just deflecting. I think that's going to be a major issue going forward as as the world, you know, tries to figure this out globally. Yeah. Because you have, you have people like the, Ameri- like the United States yeah. just going and doing stuff while we're going to turn around and talk out the other side of our mouth and be like, no, don't. Don't develop your natural resources. Right. Um, yeah, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre, right? So, I mean, it's it's crazy. And then you have Bolsonaro is also saying, you know, uh, he's turned the blame around on others. When asked about these fires recently, he says, you know, regarding the fires in the Amazon, I'm under the impression that it could have been set by the NGOs there, the nonprofits, right? Sorry, yeah, NGOs. As right? like a reason to spur Because they had asked change. for money. What was their intention to bring about problems for Brazil? Yeah, so the, he he's saying that they've been setting these fires to draw to draw attention to it, and right. because they have had their, their funding cut. I mean, so can you imagine being a top scientist in your field, working all this all these years, right? Going to take a job at a nonprofit, right? Working on all of this, and then saying, you know what, I'm just going to set this on fire. Yeah, <laughs> that's the mind. That's the that's the state of mind that uh, Bolsonaro is in. Right. right that's right. his point of view on this right. thing. He's a complete pessimist about humanity, but I think he's just doing. Well, he's this. also he's, been cutting just, deals, right? Exactly. It's, like, it's just it's, it's kind of com- obvious. Completely, it's corruption at its worst, yeah. worst degree. You follow the money, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's what's going on in the Amazon. Uh, it's funny as well, just to see all these people tweeting about it. It's like somebody today was like, uh, "Yeah, I just tweeted some water for the Amazon." It's <laughs> like <laughs> all these people. Just you know, uh, do it, saying all these things and and not really doing much about it. We're, we'll tweet out a link for for what you can do to help if you're if you're so inclined. I'm um, I'm, I'm very interested. Um, yeah. I think there is just like this absolute helplessness when you when you look at it. Even hearing just the size of it is it's so large. I mean, it's so big. And then when you find out it's burning fast, I mean, fast, it's moving. It's it's not only is it is it out of control burning, but like the human population is is burning it. Mm-hmm. And you also to have, clear it you know, out. There's tons of indigenous tribes. Um, there's a lot of indigenous people the, still living there. Yeah. that you know, prefer to not have contact with w- right civilization. Right. Uh, and so their homes are in danger. Not but, to mention all the species we talked but about. But I mean, if the Amazon goes from being a net positive for carbon, or I mean, that's going to be it, all these things. The the tipping point is just going to accelerate. Yeah. And I think all of these these predictions that we've had for how quickly climate change is going to onset will just be wrong. I think I think we should probably looked more towards the extremes of what people have predicted mm-hmm. because they, I'm not sure if they factored in it accelerating. Right. Um, it's really scary. 
Yeah. I, I couldn't believe that the amount of fires this year is already 80% more than just last year over the same amount of time. That's number seemed crazy to me. That is 72,000 fires this year. I wonder if it's just been an extra dry season down there. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, think it's, it's the rainforest. It's like, isn't it supposed to rain every 15 minutes? I thought that's what it was supposed to be in the rainforest cafe. That's right. I mean, it was every 15 minutes. It was always really humid in there. It was very humid. So your chicken t- t- uh, chicken tenders were a little bit wet when they came out. I would rather have the real Amazon than rainforest cafe. Uh, I'm not sure yet. <laughs> not One thing so I find really cool about the rainforest is how um, the, the biodiversity gets vertically going mm. from the top of the trees to the bottom of the trees like yeah. you're just you're everyone is just fighting for light yeah it's so it can be you can be almost dark at the very bottom of the rainforest because the trees are just sucking up and using all this light like it's a, it's just a cool uh environment yeah such a cool environment yeah it's, it's crazy yeah like at, at the base of it you know there's just no light hardly reaches right it hardly penetrates right right it's like i, I want to say like three percent yeah something something so minute um and yeah, and you got these like big, you know, the big leaves are just kind of like fan out to get as much light. It's yeah. really, it's so cool. I also learned that they had started a trans-Amazon highway. Amazonian highway, yeah. Uh, in the 1970s, and that's yet to be finished. I think it's been put on hold for years the, now. In the 70s? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Brazil in the 70s had a massive infrastructure build. They, that's when they did Brasilia yeah. um, and all the expansion. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the funding ran out and, gotcha. and they plummeted back. They had a bad 80s. The 80s were not great for them. And then they and then it kind of came back up when it was looking like the 2000s Brazil was going to come back. The, they were a, a, a brick country. Goldman Sachs put out right. Br- Brazil, Russia, India, India China. China. Yeah. And you know there was a lot of optimism about it. And right. now it's fully now like oh no, you guys are no. Yeah. If you look at I, I think the brick countries are now more of the ick countries. I think India and China is probably the yeah. only focal points. Uh, yeah. Out of, out of those four <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Well, Russia invading other countries and taking back territories. So yeah. So maybe they'll maybe they'll invade another country that's really uh, on the up and up. And well, <laughs> they seem to have a favorable guy in the White House here that True. wants to see them better off. I but we're not going to get into that. That's let's. That's not what this show's about. <laughs> not going to get into that. Um, I've got a very interesting topic. Are we, can, do you have anything else? Wow. <laughs> I, I ran away from politics really quick. Are we done here? Uh, I think that's all I had. Um, yeah, it's kind of sad to see. Hopefully this gets under control and some changes start being made. I just don't really have a whole lot of faith in it. Do they have people down there trying to put these fires? I mean, I'm assuming yeah, the but, local people that live there would be like, let's put out these damn fires. I mean, I, there's video of like their firemen putting out fires, but right. You but have it's to have so 400 huge. million firefighters to even yeah. attempt to contain this thing. Yeah, right? I don't know. Um, that's crazy. Hopefully, some rain comes and helps them. But yeah, that's crazy. I don't know when the dry season ends. Uh, but the thing about the rainforest is they need the forest to influence the weather, right? Right. It's all the it's all like the the not precip- the, all the wetness from the forest that helps right. keep that rain coming. So. Right. Right. I'm an expert it's in sort rainforest. Of, well, I think, no, but I think there are like microclimates in there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So that's the, that's the Amazon. No, that is really interesting. And I, and, and I did see those pictures of Sao Paulo really freaky. It looked like it was a giant it looked storm. Like it, and it, looked, yeah, it looked like a storm it was, was coming through it was like and it was like, in like a bad storm. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go to something a little bit more fun. Oh, okay. I kind of teased this, this topic for you. Did you? Uh, Michael, tell me what you know about the Rat Academy. I would assume nothing. But maybe uh, you could put it together what it is. Yeah, it's about a bunch of rats. <laughs> Rat Academy. Is that an acronym? No. No. It is not. 
Okay. Um, uh, Rat Academy. I, you know, I, I know nothing about the Rat Academy. I don't yeah. think I've ever heard of the Rat Academy. So what do you know about rats? <clears throat> the animal? Uh-huh. They're gross. They have long tails. They eat pizza in New York. Pizza uh-huh. rat. Um, they carry the plague. Mm-hmm. Uh, they make uh, great sous chefs. <laughs> right into it. Yeah. Remy was great. Um, yeah, they make people jump up on chairs and scream. They're and freaky. They're yeah. disgusting. Yeah, right? they're disgusting. They're, so, that, that nasty, furless, beady tail they have, it's like looks like it's just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they're 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 gross animals, but they're they're. I find them sort of interesting in terms of just. I read something. I don't know if this has anything to do with your topic, uh-huh. but that in Japan or somewhere they're starting to make hybrid rat humans. Why would they want to do to that? To grow uh, organs. Oh my god! Oh. Is this the one where they they were like growing an ear on the back of a <laughs> right. rat stuff like that? But like to a, I just read another article about it or read a hi, uh, title of another article recently about that, and I was like, "Rat humans, huh?" That's crazy. It sounds. Yeah, like, I, I mean, that's should, what they, they did in South Park. That. They grew uh, <laughs> a, a penis on a rat for somebody that lost their wiener. It probably came out of that story. Yeah, I think it was Officer Bar Brady. He was getting a <laughs> he's getting a, a, a new wiener. Oh no, it was Mr. Garrison. When Mr. Garrison tran- uh, when he tra- oh yeah when he tra- tra- transitioned transitioned into a female and mm-hmm. he wanted to go back. They grew a, they <laughs> he grew, grew a rat a, penis. Yeah, they grew a penis on a rat form, and the, and the penis just get the rat kept running away. Well, rats do have the, a lot of research goes in, and, and they use rats for a lot of different stuff. Yeah, is that the Rat Academy? Uh, well, so no, the Rat Academy mm-hmm. is this is a program in New York City. Uh, it was started by. Um, where is her name? Caroline Brogdon. She is the director of neighborhood intervention for pest control. Mm. So the Rat Academy is something. It's a class that civilians in New York City can take. It's a um, it's a two hour class. They have them in all five boroughs of New York, and you go and you learn about the rat infestation problems they have and what you should do as a property owner to limit rat reservoirs. Is the word they use oh. a rat reservoir? Yeah. How many rats have to There's be there? Not, I did not find. I just I think more than one. Yeah. Uh, but a rat reservoir is like um, it's just a place where they 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 find a place that they can inhabit and right. they can live in. Have rat um, sex. It, yeah, basically, yeah. and take their their trash with them and bring it back home. Yeah. Um, but no, it's 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 really interesting. So I, I kind of went down this like okay, well, I wanted to first understand like why rats are bad, like and. I, they're gross. Like they're gross to look at. Like, but I, but really, what is it? So the first one you hit on, they spread disease, mm-hmm. and it's not just like the plague, um, which they did carry. But somebody had come out and said two thirds of the rats in New York City carry hantavirus, <laughs> which is, is not what you want. What is hantavirus? Uh, I didn't go too far down, <laughs> okay. but I know it's bad. <laughs> Carrot E. coli and salmonella. So, <laughs> I mean, just I mean, you're right. Hantavirus said, sounds hey, horrible. Hey, I've got hantavirus. I'm not coming near you. Hanta, yeah, you don't um, want that. Uh, it contaminate food and they damage buildings and infrastructure. A rat can cut through anything softer than steel. How crazy is that? Yeah, well, that's why they use it uh, in like mob movies. They'll put a, oh, put yeah. a bucket and put it on your belly and then oh, right at the end of the and bucket like the bu- so the oh, rat crawls through I'm your stomach. I'm so mad you brought that up. Yeah. That was in that Fast and the Furious movie. Yeah. Oh, man. That's so that's That bad. scene and then uh, in Hook, was it Hook where they put a guy in the chest with the scorpions? Oh, yeah. Those I can't do scenes. that scene. <laughs> those two scenes. I, no, scorpions good. are my number one. I can't. I hate scorpions. Right, back to rats. Uh, yeah, back to these things. Um, 
So in the Rad Academy, so what do they do? They first, like, it's an education thing. Uh, just trying to understand, you know, understand, get in the mind of a rat, understand why the rat's a problem mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Um, and then you learn how to better manage the, the situation. So the city can put on and be like, they can go out and exterminate rats. Or you call, you call an extermination company, they can come exterminate rats. But from a property manage, manager's perspective, they need to be doing things like shoring up holes underneath concrete that is a part of their building or uh, not leaving trash out and all this different stuff. So the civilians would go to the Rat Academy to learn about these things that might not be totally obvious. Okay. So um, Caroline Brogdon, uh, who runs the uh, Neighborhood Intervention. Yes. So her organization can come. They do surveys. So they come and they'll, they'll survey a city block and go, uh, okay, so over here is a place where uh, rats might have pulled away some concrete and they might be living under here. Or over here, here's a, a tree well where, uh, I, I didn't know this in learning about this, rats actually like like really good soil, like healthy soil is where they mostly like to be. Uh, there's like maybe like a misconception that, oh, they like to be down in the sewer, they like to be down in the subway and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's not their ideal place to be. They're they most, vacation there. Well, they va- Yeah, that's a great way. They go yeah. south. Yeah. Um, but it's a misconception because they're sort of forced into those places away from humans because if they see – like if humans sees them, they're going to try to kill them. So they get, try to get out – try to go away. They go to the sewers. They go to those places. Yeah. Um, so you kind of understand the situation. You understand they, – they take you through what they do when they're surveying a block yeah. so that you can come through and be like, oh, I'm looking around like, oh, you know what? This tree is like, – I shouldn't put this trash here on like in this tree well. Next to this good tree. Next to this nice good tree. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> Uh, they have because of rats, not for any other reason. Not yeah, not for just yeah. obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, but like for um, like on the Upper East Side and in like old stone buildings and stuff, they have stoops underneath. You know, you you walk up the steps into it, the brownstones. Yes, I didn't know this, but the trash is actually underneath those steps. Mm-hmm. So that's like a, a prime place where rats is, rats could be thriving, yeah. thriving down there. So as a, as a property owner, you should be like come down here and. You got to fill in the concrete. You got to fill in all these holes where they can possibly be. You got to get like real trash dumpsters that lock. Yeah. Uh, and all this stuff. So rats mostly come to multi-family, multi-use buildings. So like sure. high density people. And I think it's kind of like if when, the more people that are there, yeah, you're you're producing a lot more trash. But there's also like this lack of ownership because mm-hmm. you're like, if I do this, I'm going to throw my trash over here. I'm going to run out the door. And that's somebody else's problem now. Right. Uh, so I think that's kind of why it proliferates. Um, so what else here? There is a rat academy in D.C. And I think we should go take the class. How much does it cost? I think it's free. <laughs> yeah? Well, it I might be. I think Caroline it's free. Brogdon make a living. Well, no, she's paid by the state. Gotcha. So there's a whole another problem here of like, uh, there's property owners, there's the city, yeah. there's in these multifamily use places, you might have a condo building that's owned, you know, by everybody. You mean people are just passing the buck? Exactly. Don't get me started on this asshole Samsung right now. Oh, sorry. That's something we can sign off with. Okay. Michael. Um, but yeah, no, there's like, there's a total problem of, of just who's responsible. Yes. Um, <clears throat> So you can go, we can go in DC, they, they take you around, they kind of show you where rats would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think it'd be kind of interesting. 
You can also, I didn't realize this, dial, you can dial 311 for pest control. Did you know 311 was the pest control number? No, I didn't. Yeah. Is so that everywhere or is that just in this area? I So I, I know it's for here. I know it's for New York. I haven't checked to see if that's like the universal pest control okay. code. You can dial 311. In uh, 2018, <clears throat> D.C. had 6,000 rat, rat complaints, and that was up 1,000 from the year before. So D.C.'s got a rat problem. Well, luckily, I live on the other side of the bridge. That's true. Um, you know, what's the, do I have to look at rats at this class? Maybe. Well, all right, we can do it. We can go, we'll find out, you know, oh, this trash can really needs a hood on it. But uh, isn't it just for like property owners? Isn't that what you said? Yeah, it might Are cost they, us they, maybe like 15 bucks. Do they check that? Okay. I, I don't know if we need to bring a deed, but, uh, I, I think they'll let us audit the class. Maybe. Yeah. We can just walk behind them. It's for they, they take people. They, I think there's like classroom elements, Our fans and then you need go to out know about this. They need to know. That's right. Well, you don't want hantavirus. Yeah, I looked that up. You want to know what it is? Yeah, what is it? Uh, a single-stranded, enveloped, negative sense RNA virus. An RNA virus. There you go. <laughs> yeah, rodent saliva, rodent urine, or rodent feces. That's uh, how you can. You don't it. want that. You really don't want. I see the symptoms. I'm looking for. The symptoms don't seem too bad. It's fever, three days off work. Fever, <laughs> nausea, rash. This says you have it. I don't know what it actually does to you. Uh, how long can you live with hantavirus? Oh, it, oh, it can cause a uh, hantavirus pulmonary syndrome. And it's extremely serious. Forty percent of the people that get that disease die. die. Yeah. Dead. Yeah, you don't want that. Yeah. Um. So, so if you weren't sold on rats before, maybe this. <laughs> you really don't want rats. They're a vermin. They are a uh, a rodent. A disease. Yeah, you want to get rid of them. So that is the Rat Academy. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, please. Uh, how, why did you do this topic? Where did, you, where did this idea come from? <laughs> this was a, a phone-in topic by one of our, oh. our great listeners. Oh, great. Yeah. Right on. I encourage everybody to go to our website and submit topics. Yeah, we'll send you a sticker. We'll send you a sticker. We haven't renounced that yet, but you're getting a little ahead of it, ahead of ourselves. We may Planning make, for we next, might make next stickers. Next episode. We might make stickers and send them to you. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. All right. Uh, stickers pretty good. Good idea, Michael. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, cool. Good topic. Interesting. I'm learning a lot. I hope so. Yeah. But not new information, really. I knew that I hated rats. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that rats, uh, a rat can fit through any hole larger than a quarter? And a mouse, any any hole, any hole larger than a dime. Bull crap. It's because uh, their ribs are hinged at the vertebrae. Mm. So, so once they, like they get their head back. through, it just yeah, they, everything just flaps back, and they become just like a pencil, basically as wide as their spine. Ba- yeah, basically, yeah, just <sighs> get, go through anything. There are a lot of research is, is done on rats. Like I mean, a lot of people use rats. Did for, you have for different uh, stuff. yeah? Did you have like gerbils or anything growing up? Hamsters. No, I think maybe at the at, like in elementary school we had like a bunny. I had the uh, <laughs> I took the class hamster home one summer. You did after between fourth and fifth grade. Did it, did it live all the way through? The yeah, summer? but it, it got out. Uh, my cat knocked its cat. It's like you had a cat. I had a cat growing. Up. <laughs> <laughs> that was a mistake. I didn't know about this. Well, he was fine. Whatever. He knocked over the gerbil enclosure. It was like uh-huh. a, basically a, uh, what, a terrarium, I guess you call uh-huh. it, an aquarium with no water. Right. right. And, did he kill uh, it? No, but we couldn't find it for like three days, and I found it in my rollerblade. Really? Yeah, he was just chilling in my rollerblade. <laughs> I saw him like crawl out of it. I found like some some gerbil crap or a uh, hamster crap, and I was like, yeah, I found it like three days later. It's fine. 
But I mean, at that what do you point, think it was living on for three days? They need to eat like once every. I don't know. I've never had a gerbil. No idea. Who cares? <laughs> I'll never have one again. Any future kids' possibility will never have them. Uh, no rodents. Yeah, no, they're gross. I'm standing by that. They're gross. No rodents, no cats. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's all I got to say about that. Amazon Rat Academy. That's right. Hope you guys yeah. learned something today. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we will be back next week with episode 18. Uh, have a great weekend. See you later. Don't buy Samsung. <laughs>